Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. My host or my guest today is none other than Martin Salama. And let me tell you about his great background here. Martin is known as the architect of the warrior's life, L, capital I, capital F, capital E, code. We'll talk about that in a little bit. He specializes in helping people frustrated in their life quickly shift their mindset to uncover their greatness so they can live true potential and enjoy life. An example of what he's achieved is a client like Roberta, who lost her six-figure job due to COVID and came to Martin depressed and felt very lost. Within a short time, she had, quote, direction, focus, and a renowned energy around all the possibilities she could pursue, and getting back on track to enjoy life. The key to his success is he's mastered the ability to live incredibly full every day. Get those letters? (laughs) which he turned into the acronym LIFE and created the Warrior's Life Code coaching program. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about that life. Clarify your vision to achieve the life you want. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Martin Salama. Hello, Martin. Hi, Vicki. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's just such a great topic. And, you know, a a lot of what you talked about in the bio, I think a lot of people can resonate with. It it was really a time of reflection. I think Mm -hmm. the world needed all to reflect. And uh, so there was a lot of confusion, a lot of um, people kind of not knowing where to turn, what to do, and needed some advice. And so it's wonderful that people like yourself have come out and and lent a helping hand. We always start with an easy question, which is what part of the country, where do you live? Well, it's a sort of easy question for me because 10 months out of the year, I live in Brooklyn, New York. Ah. And then in the summertime, I live down by the Jersey shore. Uh, Just to get a breeze now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Let's just talk right about um, what does the warrior's life code really mean? So for me, the warrior part came as a result of of the pandemic. The life part was before that. So let me go back a little bit to the life part and then I can go to the warrior part. So um, 
in, in around 2014, 2013, I had just come through some huge personal transformations that started in 2008 when the world fell apart financially. Yeah. And I was part of the ones that fell apart financially. I was working on a project for five years with my wife to build a multi-million dollar health club and tennis center down by the Jersey Shore. And it took us five years because we were going through all of the things you need to do to get to the point to build. You know, finding the land, doing the feasibility study, getting architects, engineer, engineers, going to the city, getting their approvals Comments. and then saying, oh, mm -hmm. go do civil engineers, make sure you have enough traffic, but the traffic is good, enough parking and all that. And if it was in 2006 or seven, they would have said to me, here's the money, kind of like when you go to, you know, Costco. So yeah. the women on the end of the of the aisles handing you samples. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the way they were giving out money in the, in the 2006, 2007. As a matter of fact, I refinanced my house a few times along the way to help pay for what we were doing. Yeah. By that time in 2008, we were over $3 million between our money and our investors' money into the project. Mm. And we go to the bank and they're like, yeah, we're not lending now. I'm like, what are you talking about? You said, <laughs> uh, come when you're ready. Well, the world is changing. A month later, yeah. Bernie Madoff, subprime yeah. loans, financial world falls upside down. They realized all those refinancings they were doing at higher rates were not well valuated. And I was one of the victims. And I it took me about a year to get out of that situational depression I was in. I just lost everything. I stopped paying my mortgage. I stopped paying my car payments. A few months after I stopped those things, my son says, Dad, look outside. They're towing your car away. That never happened to me before, but I, it was the, the result of not paying my car payments. So, mm -hmm. so that was a, an eye opener. And uh, I guess you could say, luckily, I came from, I was in New Jersey at the time. And they were so backed up in foreclosures that it took years before they finally actually oh, took, wow. took possession of the home. <laughs> and so it took me about a year to get out of this between therapy and, and coaching. Coaching really helped a lot, mm -hmm. as did therapy. Then I started to build, dig myself out of that hole that I was in, but uh, uh, emotionally and yeah. mentally. Yeah. And uh, I said, okay, now what do I want to do with my life? And I thought I, I'm tired of being a businessman. I've been a businessman my whole life. The financial roller coaster that it put it on, put it on me, had just crashed in the worst way possible. Yeah. So I didn't want to go through that again. I was, I was scarred. So I said, what do I want to do? And I thought about it, and I realized that my best times, my happiest times in the business world or in the outside world, outside of my own personal life, was getting involved in community events, which is kind of personal, but it relates to what I'm doing here. So I said, okay, what did I love doing about it? And I loved being the leader. Mm -hmm. I loved people, but keep people coming in and saying, I'm not sure what I can do. How can I can help? And I would show them, and I realized I was a coach. So I said, why don't I just go become a life coach <laughs> and, and get paid for it, you know, and do something I love doing. So it wouldn't be so much as work as it was, you know. And uh, a couple of months before coach training started, it was my 24th wedding anniversary. And my wife said, I'm done. I don't want, I don't want to be married anymore. I want a divorce. Oh, wow. So I, I was kind of like, my mindset was like, why does everything keep happening to me? And, and that was because I was looking to blame everybody else for the problems that mm -hmm. were happening in my life. So it was easy for me to put that on. Mm -hmm. I could look back now and say that at the time I was mad. I yeah. was upset. I was 
felt abandoned. I said, mm -hmm. I would try to do anything to save our marriage. And looking back now, I realized that was because I was, I was not in love with myself. I didn't like myself and I was afraid nobody else would. Mm -hmm. So better to have somebody who loved me a little than going out there <laughs> trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough time. And yeah. but I went to coach training anyway. And that first weekend, they said, you don't have to be who you think you have to be. You could be whoever you want to be. And I started to peel away all of the trauma, all of the things that had held me back for all those years. And I realized that I was a people pleaser. And what was worse, I was pleasing no one. Mm. So why bother continue to be a people pleaser? It didn't help with my marriage. It didn't help with my children. It didn't help with my family. So I had to look at myself and say, well, why was I doing that? And it was my need for approval. You know, and I would take everything personally and I was a control freak and all that. And I would rationalize all the reasons why I was, I was doing these things was for the greater good. And what I've come to realize that the word rationalize is really two words that I'm, I've turned around and trademarked and I have it in one of my cards here. My, uh, it's called rational lies. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And whenever you think you might be doing something that goes against your values, you'll rationalize all the reasons why it's okay. What you're really doing is lying to yourself that it's rational to think that. <laughs> They're nothing more than rational lies. And you know, yeah. we do them all the time. Yeah, it's just not being aware that you're doing them. So I think you you started to talk about how you created um, or got to yeah, where you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you create the code itself? Right. Yeah. So so now that was what got me going. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in this coaching. I'm getting divorced. I moved back to New York, and I'm changing my life around. Mm -hmm. And after a few years of doing this and going through some tough times, there I I got to the heaviest ever was in my life, and I was because I was allowing myself to eat wrong and not exercise and all that. I needed rationalizing to it was okay <laughs> exactly exactly and i said okay i gotta switch this and in nine months i lost 65 pounds wow i was being coached again i was allowing myself to get coached because i was telling myself i was rationalizing i couldn't afford to be coached yeah. and the truth is i couldn't afford not to be coached yeah. and uh one day i was i'm adhd so can you imagine me meditating <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That was the, the 10 minutes guided meditation and I couldn't get through those. But one of these meditation sessions, I had this download of information that I loved what I was doing in my life. And I wanted to show other people how to do the same thing. Oh. So after that, I wrote for two hours and out of that came life. Mm -hmm. Live incredibly full every day. And for me, that means having a happy life and mm -hmm. having a meaningful life. Yeah. Because the two are not, they're not, they don't work together unless mm -hmm. you want them to. Right. People have a happy life. And to me, happy life is self-love, self-care, mm -hmm. even selfish. And a meaningful life is giving to others, having an effect on the world, having an effect on your community. And, you know, you could be happy and not be meaningful and you could have a meaningful life and not be happy. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, it's encompassing both of those. Awesome. Yeah. So that's where the life part came from. <laughs> All right. So we're, um, we're wanting to know now you've created this code, right. you have this coaching business starting. Yeah. How did you start to use it to know that it was going to be impactful in others? Oh, so as I started to coach, 
more with my newfound thoughts, I started trying out these things that I had developed for myself that I'd learned through coach, going through coach training mm -hmm. and the skills that were there. And I said, okay, how can I encompass those things that are working for me and now show them to my clients? Because what I found is the best coaches are the ones that are out there that understand, that can empathize with the, what the people, what their clients are going through, because in some way, shape or form, they've gone through it themselves, mm -hmm. right? So that's how it started. And one of the things was, is because I took things personally, and because I was a people pleaser, I had a short temper. Mm. So I would react to everything. And I had to learn to change that, that, that modality in my life. That was a default tendency I had. So I had to learn to stop reacting to everything and start learning to listen better and to understand and recognize that I'm not, I was taking everything personally and learn how to respond. Mm -hmm. So I started to build my emotional strength. And that was one of my uh, cornerstones in my business, in my coaching is showing other people how to build their emotional strength. Yeah. And that's true. A lot of people do have that short fuse and, and, uh, and they really don't understand how it's impacting everything in their life. So. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything around them and within them. Yeah their stress levels are high because of it. Mm -hmm. And they then want to turn around and blame everybody else for it. Yeah. And I would imagine their life expectancy is impacted too. <laughs> that having stress like that's not going to help your heart for sure. I'm sure. Absolutely. So uh, what is someone going to gain by working with you? Right. And so for me, I, I, my, uh, uh, my course is called the mm -hmm. Warriors Life Code. But really what it's doing, it's taking somebody from someone who's been worried mm. about everything that's going on and helping them become a warrior instead. So mm. go from a warrior to a warrior, as yeah. it were. Depending on what part of the country you're. <laughs> you <can laughs> yeah, my Brooklyn accent screwed that up very easily. That's why I prefaced it with the warrior. And the warrior part came because of people like Roberta, who mm. came to me during COVID, worried about what they're going to do next and what happened was is it was COVID started it was march right march 2020 and they go oh, we're going to be we're going to be down you know for two three weeks and then everything will be great well personally i found a way to get out of the house every day yeah. i put the mask on i put the gloves on to go to the supermarket i needed to get out yeah you know and two months into it we're still locked down mm -hmm. And I turned to my wife. I got married again, by the oh, way, five years ago. Uh, and I turned to her and I said, you know what? Let's get out. Let's go to Manhattan. We live in Brooklyn. Let's go to Manhattan. And if you know anything about Manhattan out there, driving up driving up Fifth Avenue, down Fifth Avenue can take you a very long time. Mm -hmm. Well, I was able to drive straight down Fifth wow. Avenue and not miss one traffic light. Wow. <laughs> because there were no cars. And I turned to my wife. I said, Serena, where is everybody? What are they all worried about? Go outside, put the mask, even put the gloves, get outside. Everybody was in that mindset that, oh my God, the world is falling. You know, the sky is falling, it's falling apart. Mm. And I realized the last 10, 12 years going through the loss of my business, my divorce, the, 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 the weight, yo, your weight things that I went mm -hmm. through, that I can, I can get through anything and I wasn't going to worry about it 
So I got onto Facebook. I said, guys, I get it. I want to show you how to go from being a warrior to a warrior. And someone like uh, Roberta reached out to me and said, please show me how I could stop worrying about everything. Yeah. And it was a shift of a mindset yeah. from that mindset of lack and I can't and scarcity mm -hmm. to a mindset of abundance. And why can't I? How can yeah. I? And let's just go for it. Yeah. It really was a time for those that took advantage of it, um, a time of really innovation and creativity mm -hmm. um, out of desperation, I guess. From yeah, it could be out of desperation. For me, I looked at it as, okay, I've had all these thoughts in my mind. Now <laughs> let me put it down. Let me make it a course. Let me take it further. Mm -hmm. and, and I had people like Roberta, another one, Josh, who were open to allowing me to try my methods that I was creating for myself and my clients. And now that I was memorializing them, mm -hmm. I put them into action and, and it was great. Awesome. So how can this help your relationship with everyone in your life? You know, those close, those clients, whomever. Yeah. So, you know, what happens is, is that for me, I would get into, somebody would come up to me. I'll give you a perfect example of my own personal life. When I was getting divorced, my wife used to call me up and she was doing this when we were married, but I don't think I realized it as much as once I started going through coach training. And she would say something like, you know, I don't want to fight, but now for me, she just hit the buzzer. She just hit the buzzer. And in my head, my head I went, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> you know the challenge has the been accepted <laughs> and i would start i would get mm -hmm. upset she'd tell me what it was and i would immediately get upset and i would react and i would just fly off the handle mm -hmm. and then she'd say i just told you i don't want to fight and you're fighting you started the fight and i started to realize that wait a minute whether she was doing consciously or unconsciously i'm not saying she did it Mm -hmm. to start the fight because maybe maybe deep down she wasn't i needed to change how i was showing up mm -hmm. so that she would change how she was showing up yeah. so in the beginning i went to the other extreme okay and she would call me up and she'd say that and i'd hang up on her oh well <laughs> that's not and she'd call me back she goes what the heck was that i go well you said you didn't want to fight so i hung up <laughs> And then I needed to refine that and say, I got to find middle ground here. <laughs> and I started to learn that it's the way I, if I kept my tone at an even keel, mm -hmm. then so would she. Because if I lost it, no matter what happened, I was already up there. Yeah. Whether she came up or not, I was already on my mm -hmm. high horse, as it were. So I needed to learn that. And I conditioned myself and really I also conditioned her mm -hmm. to stop saying those words. And I learned to stop reacting to that mm -hmm. and stop saying, you know, I'm sorry I did that, but you know, you were doing this and this was happening and that was, that's not really an apology. So I needed to rethink those things. Mm -hmm. So once I did it, I realized if I can do it, I can show others how to do it too. Yeah, that's absolutely accurate. I come from a large family and, um, my sister and I shared a room together most of my life <laughs> and we were only 13 months apart. And so, uh, and she loved to argue <laughs> and I did not love to argue, but she would always trigger me as you were saying. 
And um, I just at, at one point just found in my, I guess, sophomores year of high school, if I didn't react, if I didn't have it phase me, which was took a lot of self-control. Oh, yeah. It, it kind of diffused the situation and she didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, you know, it was a great life lesson that I've used throughout my career is, is to not be that, that way, um, you know, not be, as you said, the, the person who raises the volume that exactly. wants to always be right. I, I, I learned to be okay not to be right all the time. Yeah, and if you go into those situations and you stay level, one of two things are going to happen. Either that person is going to eventually keep come down to your level or they're going to give up yeah, and that, say, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, because you're not engaging with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would mm-hmm. often walk away. Because <laughs> exactly. she didn't know what else to do. With, and then that served me fine. <laughs> <laughs> Great, you walked away. I, I didn't do anything, but you know, <laughs> no. exactly. So it was better than hanging up the phone, right? <laughs> right. right, which is like I said, it was the other extreme. Mm-hmm. So I had to find that middle ground. Mm. So what hurt or pain Um do you find your clients coming to you with, we heard about your pain and yeah. your hurt, but yeah. as you know, as these different clients, I'm sure there's different um, stories, if you will. Yeah. So what typically have you heard over the last several years of doing this, of mm-hmm. what pe- yeah. people are drawn to you in your program? I think a lot of people feel that they have someone who's been through the, through the rigor as it were, and has come out the other side stronger. And they're like, well, if you can do it, can I do it too? And I have one, I mentioned Josh earlier. Josh is someone who came to me, he's like, I'm giving up on happiness. If mm-hmm. I'm just good, I, maybe I could just be a conduit to make other people mm-hmm. with whatever they're doing in their world by working for them and with them to make them happy. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. what kind of life is that? Yeah. You know, or people come to me and they go, is this all there is? And my answer is surprisingly, yes. But it's the way you're looking at it that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, this is not all there is. There's a lot more. But there is. But it's right in front of you right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just that you're looking for the problems instead of looking for the opportunities. Because that's who I was. I was always looking, oh, I came up with this great idea, but it's never going to work. How could it work? Well, I'm self-defeated. Yeah. You know, it's that self self-fulfilling, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. I, in um, some of my talks that I do, I talk about my four-year-old grandson and how a, a, a child that age thinks they can do anything. They can be Superman. They can be Spider-Man. They can do yeah. anything. Yeah. And I always talk about, we need to get back to that confidence that that four-year-old has. Yes. Like before we say we can't or shouldn't or what any other int you can add to it, think about well, why not? What why if? Not? I love I love the what ifs. Yeah. What if? Yeah, and that's that's where I, I watch my grandchildren. I have eight grandchildren. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. You know? So I'm very fortunate. As a matter of fact, my my daughter-in-law was here a little while ago to pick up my my daughter to babysit. So two of the kids were around, so she came in with them. And the little one, he's a little about a year and a half. And he's just looking around. And at first he's always like, I don't want to talk to you. 
And then I start smiling and singing a song that he likes. And all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, that's Papa. I like when he sings and I like when I get some. And I'm learning to give them their freedom. Whereas when I was they growing up, I was that control freak in me. Yeah. was that helicopter parent who always, or even worse, safety net parent. Oh, don't do that. You're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. No. And then when they did, I'd be there to pick up the pieces for them. Now my kids are like, who are you? You know, <laughs> they, they know they could come to problems with me and I'm not going to give them solutions. I'm just going to ask them questions so that they can yeah. figure it out themselves. And you're teaching them to do that themselves, which is a great example. Exactly. Awesome. It's time now for rapid fire. So uh, let's see. I think we can do a couple of these. So talk to us a little bit more about what you think mindset is in terms of achieving goals, being happy, living an abundant life. Yeah. How important is mindset? You know, it's, it's, it's the cornerstone. Mm -hmm of everything. If you set yourself up in the morning with the right mindset of positivity, gratitude, and opportunity, instead of waking up and saying, oh, I got to go to work today. And oh my God, this is going to kill me. And oh my God, that happened. And why am I going to take care of this problem? Instead of trying to find the solutions by looking for the opportunities, Mm -hmm. that's where it starts. So if you wake up in the morning and you give yourself the opportunity to set on the day in the right way, things will start happening with the gratitude. It starts with gratitude. Yeah, so true. All right, Send. Uh, you have in your bio, you talked about abundance versus lack. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that concept of abundance right. versus lack. So we, we touched on it before when we mm-hmm. talked about I can't versus how can I and I can't. Mm-hmm. So it starts there. But on a deeper level, it's about what type of an awareness do you have? Are you, everybody says I'm self-aware, but after I talk to them and explain to them the differences, they start to see that really maybe they're not self-aware and what they really are is self-conscious. And it's the self-consciousness that builds on that lack mindset. Yeah. And the self-awareness builds on the abundant mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah goes back to that four-year-old they're not self-conscious that's right they, they, I, I can do no, anything yeah that's right nobody's told them that they needed to do something differently right and then and and it's the ego it's the mm-hmm. approval from all over the place yeah. that holds you back yeah Mr. it's the gremlin in your head saying you can't do that mm-hmm. why not because my head says i can't <laughs> yeah and i think that's why so many people have problems brainstorming and yes. being innovative and creative is because they keep on thinking of, well, what are people going to think if I say this, or maybe it won't work. And you, you know how you do have those people that are negative Nellies or whatever right. that are telling you it won't work before they even hear the idea or understand that your idea is not maybe the final product that their inputs and others inputs could make it an awesome thing. Yeah. Why don't you just change from no, but to Mm. yes. And yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. It is flown by. It's been so enjoyable talking with you, but it's time now for me to share my screen. So those that have enjoyed this conversation will uh, be able to connect with you and learn more about what you do and see how you might help them. So I'm going to share my screen. If you are just listening in, I will read the 
website for you, but everything, as I always remind you, is available from my YouTube, so you can subscribe to that, or you can go to my website of findyourleadershipconfidence.com. So we can go to https colon forward slash forward slash thewarriorslifecode.com. That's T-H-E-W-A-R-R-I-O-R-S-L-I-F-E. C-O-D-E, the warriors life code.com on right. social media. You can find him on Facebook with his name, Martin dot Salama dot seven LinkedIn is Martin Salama. And then some other things. If you start with Martin Salama, you'll find yes, for sure. <laughs> his pictures out there and Instagram is Instagram dot com. The warriors life again, same spelling as above the warriors life code. And then YouTube again, search his name, Martin Salama, capital M capital S. I'm going to let Martin talk to you about the call to action of what you can find on his website and some gifts that Great. he has. Well, thank you so much. First thing is, Vicki, this has been such a pleasure being here with you. Oh, and thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to reach out to the audience. And the YouTube channel, if you want to have a little fun, just before we go into the, the call to action, uh, is, is cooking and coaching together. I've developed a love of co- awesome. cooking and I put it in with my coaching. So you can have a lot of fun there and get the recipes. Excellent. And I, I put up a website called connectwithmartin.com. And there... You can get access to my cards, my card deck that we talked about. Mm -hmm. My book recently came out, also called Warrior to Warrior. And there's also free gifts there. Like you can download something. How about a coloring book for you and for your children on an abundant warrior mindset? Nice. That'd be great. And then there's also a link if you want to reach out and have a conversation with me for free. Perfect. Perfect. So again, go to connectwithmartin.com. All small letters, connectwithmartin.com. And that book is Warrior, spelled with the O-R-R, right? <laughs> and then to Warrior, <laughs> with the W-A-R-R. Our Pittsburgh and New York accents, hopefully you can. That's it, my New York accent screws me up all the time. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> it's been just wonderful talking with you, two like minds. <laughs> it's lots of fun. And right. I hope that um, you had as good of time as I did in interviewing you. It was I really did. wonderful. I totally did. Thank you so much, Vicki, for having me here. This has been a pleasure. And you are just a wonderful host. Oh, thank you so much. I enjoy this <laughs> immensely. <laughs> I love meeting people and sharing what they can do to help others. Right. So as I always remind everybody, life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Netling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.